Chris is on his way home. He'll be home in a couple of minutes. So we'll go ahead and start and let him catch up. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Uh, it's been, been an interesting week here. Uh, we've had, um, you know, we had a submarine that got, uh, <laughs> that didn't quite make it to the Titanic. And, uh, and then Chris has been on a, on a rescue mission today, actually not a rescue mission. Uh, one of our truck owners, actually he's watching or listening right now. Josh, um, has bought another lunatic truck and we went to get it today. Took our, uh, our brand new toter. This is, I think our, maybe our third mission, third or fourth mission with the toter. And, um, and, uh, he saw on his way, he's already back in West Virginia with the truck. He's in his pickup now on the way home where he can get to his, uh, his podcast studio. But anyway, we're, we're running a little behind tonight. Apologize for that. But, uh, let me go ahead and talk about, um, uh, our sponsor, Pittsburgh power. Um, they have renewed with us again for another year, which we appreciate that. And, uh, as you all know, we are big uh, proponents of the OPS system and of course the max mileage for everything that has an emissions um, system on it. We use both the products. The OPS is the first modification I ever did um, way back in 2009. And you all know the story, I'm sure, over and over again about how we have 1.8 million miles on that truck um, with no end frame. And uh, we have to attribute that to the fact that it woke up every day of its life with fresh oil in it. So <clears throat> the, um, the, 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 the catalyst, the maximology is even more critical to operation now because we have taken in a couple of um, um, tr trucks with DEF and DPF. And um, we're kind of experimenting with maybe the uh, lunatic version two truck being a emissions truck. And so, um, the, this, uh, the product that, uh, that we've been advocating, advocating the, the, the catalyst, we're certainly using it. We use it on all of our trucks that are, that are EGR and up, but with, with us, that's only, that's everything except for these two trucks that we just, we just brought on. We got a 2016, 2018 Cascadia, both of them DD 15s. And so we are, um, uh, and, and all, and I think one or both of them are automatics. And, um, which is great. We have a, we have a new driver this, uh, this week. We had an impromptu orientation because we had a driver kind of fall in our lap that was going to have to wait a long time before our next scheduled orientation, which is about the middle of July. And we didn't want to do that. And, uh, she didn't want to do that, obviously. So we, uh, Chris and I did a, um, did a midweek orientation this week in, in West Virginia, and she's out and running as we speak. And she's in one of those, um, Cascades with with the automatic so we're looking forward to to seeing how she does and um it's all good can you hear um, me at all i can hear you when you're really fuzzy but yes well you just keep going in 15 minutes 15 minutes i got to go 15 minutes huh? so all right so uh Chris Mike, yep. no, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, he's like, he's cutting out, you know, he's, he clips out for somebody. He starts and then he clips. So don't know what it is. Um, but he'll be, he'll be with us in a few minutes. So, uh, anybody got anything they want to talk about? We don't really have an open topic tonight. We don't have much to, uh, to talk about that's new. I don't think, um, you know, we're, um, 
obviously, uh, would you ever buy another Mercedes? Well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look for it. Um, but you know, I, I'd buy it before I'd buy, you know, um, a, 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 an emissions truck. I mean, it, you know, look, I, I had, I had good luck with mine. The only thing we don't like about it is it doesn't have a Jake, you know, um, parts are a little more expensive, you know, for it. Um, but, uh, it's been, uh, it, it, it's, it's look, it's been a great truck to me. Okay. Now I had a very specific use, you know, I, I was a regional running light loads and it was perfect for that. It would be horrible if you had to go from here to Salt Lake city and back every week. But, um, for what I used it for, it, it, it was fine. It did, it did, it did great. So, and by the way, we are bringing, if we still own the truck and we are bringing it back and that's going to become our tow truck, we're going to make that our permanent toter vehicle. So, um, so we will be, we'll be, you'll be seeing it back in, 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 uh, on the road again. So not think we're, I don't think we're going to haul freight with it, but we're just going to use it to, to tow trucks around. So. The no Jacob be a big issue. Yeah, it, it's you know it, it is a big issue, you know, and so that's that's the that's the big limitation, you know. It it had plenty of power, um, for you know I mean it's not like a cat, you know, it wouldn't be something you want to use for very very heavy loads, but you know I, my loads were typically eighteen thousand or or less, you know, and so it was fine. I mean, and plus I got nine miles a gallon out of the thing, so it was a it was a fine truck for me I, I, but but what i what i recommend you you using a normal otr operation probably not you know now we have one now we have one that's not ours we're running for another bco uh and we're pulling a, a, a conestoga with it um and um you know and and the, the driver that's in it it's got great fuel mileage it got like eight plus fuel mileage uh, eight plus miles per gallon last week so it was um you know it was it's, it's doing fine so um uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep you apprised, apprised on how it does. And, and Leon, yes, it was, uh, it, it made me a bunch of money. Actually, we figured it up when it was uh, well over between three and $4 million we made for that truck. So how long is the wait list for adding on a truck? Well, it just depends. First of all, it depends on the truck. Uh, and then it depends, depends on you, uh, because we don't take investors, you know, so it, you have to be knowledgeable about the industry and understand trucking and, it has to be paid for. We don't take any trucks in that are not, they don't have paid, they're not paid for. And, um, you know, we had it, uh, full disclosure here. We have about three or four trucks in the pipeline right now that we're bringing on. There's some, some, you know, degree of being, being in our system. And, um, we have to fill those trucks with drivers, obviously. And, you know, hiring a driver for us is a two or three month proposition. You know, most of that's because of Landstar. But even with us, I mean, Chris and I, we do a pretty good job of, of, of vetting and, and, and interviewing and interviewing again. And, you know, so we're, we're not usually, we don't try to make these decisions really, really quick unless we find, you know, a, 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 a an all-star. Then we want to try to get them, you know, get them in here as soon as we can. But most of the time we're, you know, it's a, it's a two or three month process. So you bring the truck on and then we have to find a driver for it because we can't find a driver and not have a truck. So it's kind of have to work backwards like that. So once we get a truck, uh, then we start looking for a driver. So it sits for, you know, for two or three, four months, you know, uh, before we probably have a driver in it. So, and it, and it has to be in the system those four months. So it does eat a little grass, you know, about to the tune of about 800 bucks at a thousand bucks a month while it will go negative before we put somebody in it. But then, you know, once it gets on the road, it, it, it chews that negative up pretty quick, three or four weeks. And it's back to making money. So a lot of it, too, depends on what we have to do to the truck. You know, it's you may think it's ready to go, 
and Landstar may think it's ready to go, but when Chris and I start looking at it, and when Carl uh, was was doing them for us, uh, I can promise you it's not ready to go. So it uh, depends on what we have to do. You know, uh, there's a lot of things that we look at that, that DOT inspectors or Landstar inspectors don't catch. Matter of fact, we had a truck today. Had, had a Landstar inspection yesterday morning. Put driver got in today. First thing, first thing, leak in brake chamber. So, I mean, how do you miss that, you know? So we have to fix, we have to get all that stuff fixed so it's reliable for a driver. And sometimes that just takes time. Um, some of the modifications that we like to do for fuel mileage, obviously we're a fuel mileage company. So we're going to do a lot of things to it to improve the fuel mileage. And um, depending on how much you want to spend up front or whether we have to do that out of proceeds of the truck, you know, there's different things that, um, you know, that, that go into that. Uh, do I have to take a drug test? <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, and have y'all tried out any pro stars with N13S? And the answer to that is no and no. Um, we, um, I mean, we know people who have pro stars, but I don't know anybody that's got an N13S. Unless Chris, you do, but I don't. Um, what are Carl credential? Well, let me tell you about Carl's credentials. Okay. Uh, Carl worked for a TA in uh, West Virginia for 22 years. Um, he could never, he never had one of those certificates on the wall ever because Carl couldn't take the test and pass the test. <clears throat> but everybody that worked there couldn't do a job without having Carl come help them. Um, everybody who... I mean, every truck that we ever had worked on at all the credentialed places, certified factory places, we had to take it to Carl for him to unfuck it. Um, so Carl's credentials are that Carl has, a, has an incredible work ethic. Uh, he has an incredible desire to make things right. He can see, you know, when you take a truck in, they barely look at what you take it in for. For. Carl assumes that that's the, and then he's looking at everything else, not in a way that's trying to make you money or cost you money. He's looking at a way to try to keep you off the side of the road. And he was always famous for these color coded, uh, lists. You know, he would, he would make a list and it would be red if it was really, really bad and not safe. It'd be another color. If it's going to fail in the next 90 days, another color, if you need to do it when you get the money. And he was incredibly accurate with that, you know? Um, but he just looked at, they could see things that nobody else could. He could hear air leaks coming off the road. Nobody else could. We tell a story about, in my, you were talking about my truck a while ago. I put a, um, a fast system in that truck early on. So it had a secondary fuel pump, secondary lift pump. And that concealed a, a fuel prime problem that I had the whole, almost the whole life of the truck. Never could fix it. Spent thousands of dollars at different shops looking for it. Okay. Nobody could find, nobody could fix it. So, um, we'd already, you know, I, I was already out of the truck and somebody else was driving it and we took it in first time Carl ever saw it. First time he ever saw the truck, Go, walks on the truck, goes, what are you going to do about that? Chris said, what are you talking about? He said, what are you going to do about that fuel leak right there? He saw, he found this fuel leak. No, I mean, I'm literally, I'm telling you, I spent thousands of dollars looking for this fuel leak because what would happen is it would let one tank run out of fuel before the other one did. And it was a pain in the ass. Okay. So, um, because the return lines, you know, it, it, those tanks don't, don't, uh, don't equalize. It, it, it goes into one, stays into one. 
So anyway, what had happened is there was a, a couple of brass fittings where the two return lines came together. And over the years, those things rubbed in, you know, against each other and created this little tiny little pinhole. And that was all it took to lose the, the, the prime in, in, on one side of that. And uh, he found that in 30 seconds. And no one, no, I mean, I've had it at Freightliner, Detroit, I mean, everywhere. You know, shops that have always been bragged about as being great shops. So, I mean, that's, that's Carl's credentials. All right. So now you're not going to look up and see that he's not going to have uh, those, those patches down his arm and all that kind of stuff. That's not, that's not who Carl is. Um, but let me tell you this. Okay. Uh, nobody, uh, the people he worked for didn't appreciate him. I can tell you that because Carl, Carl would not five o'clock meant nothing to Carl. If you, if you had a problem and Carl was working on it, he worked on it until he got fixed. If that meant all night and into the next morning, that's fine. And there was one time we know uh, that we know about that Carl did that. He worked he worked on his own late, late, late got the thing chopped it down. Carl lived about an hour from where he worked, so he it's like five o'clock in the morning. We finally gets done. He was supposed to be off at five o'clock p.m., so he jumps in his car, goes home, take a shower, come back to go to work at eight o'clock. He was five minutes late, and they wrote him up. So that was kind of the final straw. And, you know, we had been encouraging Carl to go out on his own. We turned him into a rock star here. You know. It got so bad we couldn't get our trucks worked on because we had talked about him so much. But a lot of guys run from Carl because Carl finds things that are wrong. You know, when I first met Chris, Chris talked about Carl. Oh, shit, he's there. I'm leaving, you know, because he didn't want to have to spend the money that it was going to take to make the truck right. And I said, I said, Chris, that's exactly what we want. You know, we want to know if there's something wrong. So obviously our, and then once we did that, then Chris started to understand, appreciating for what he was. But there's a lot of guys that go in that TA and goes, is Carl working? And they say, yeah, they just say, "Never mind, I'll come back. When's he not working? You know, uh, but that's the kind of guy Carl is. And, and while we're on the subject of Carl, uh, this, I got a QR code up here in the top left corner. For those of you that know Carl, he's in some very serious health issues right now and, and really needs your help. Uh, as a matter of fact, his um, his wife informed us this week that they're selling their house uh, to help pay for the you know the stuff that Carl needs to to get over this uh, this problem he's got. So if you have ever met Carl, if you've ever done anything for you, uh, just the legend that we have made him into. If you can find it in your wallet and your heart to share a little wealth, they they certainly need it. And, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a shame what he's going through and it's, it's, it's to no fault of his own. It's a genetic kind of a thing. But anyway, he's going to have to have a, 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 a lung transplant and, um, that ain't cheap, you know? And so, um, but anyway, that's the QR code in the top left up there. If you guys want to contribute, let's, uh, look at some more questions here. Uh, two Indianapolis to New Jersey turns and two Columbus turns. Yeah, well, kind of close. Uh, Indianapolis to Carlisle, uh, it went on to Elizabeth. That's where the load went, but I, you, I couldn't get in there in one shift. So I would take it to Carlisle. I would drop it to a local guy and he would take it on up there to Elizabeth, drop it, sit and wait for it, bring the other one back. And I would have a 10 hour break by then. And I would jump, take it back to Indianapolis. So I did two turns of those every week. And then two turn on Friday night and Saturday, I did, I did a round trip from Indianapolis to North Jackson or, or Youngstown, Ohio. Um, that was my, that was my four and a half year, every, uh, week, uh, trip, just under 4,000 miles. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, 
Well, it's probably close to 3,500 miles, I guess. I'd have to do the math on it. I forget what it was. But let me tell you this. You had to keep the left door closed. I can tell you that, all right? So, um, but that was my uh, FedEx. It was a FedEx uh, Express um, route that I did. Saying owner up, so I probably need to be opening these up so you guys can see them. And I, I will. Uh... All right. Saying owner op didn't find y'all before getting started and has a truck payment. What would be the benefit of paying it off? if it eats up all cash reserves <clears throat> well the benefit would have been not to not to have <laughs> not to have gone in debt to buy it to begin with that's what we teach here you know uh save your money pay cash for a truck um there the the benefit of paying it off i, I don't know that there is a been the, the benefit is you're paying a lot of interest that's the benefit like any debt um resolution the idea is to lower is to quit spending money on interest you know so um, that's the, that would be the goal here would be to get out of debt and not uh, not be paying the interest. You know, uh, somebody asked this question last week. I think Luke asked this question last week. Why do Americans not have any money? It's because they can't wait for anything. You know, this is a perfect example. You know, let's just get let's get in the let's open a trucking business. Let's go borrow money and go and go buy a truck. Um, you know, they're, they're, that's flawed from the beginning. You know, it worked in 2021. Uh, it won't work any any other way any, any other time for someone that has no money no credit no cash okay and they're they're having to borrow the money to go into business um you know that that's the problem with americans is we don't save money we spend everything we, we spend more than we have most people spend more than they make and that's the reason that they're in debt up their ass you know as opposed to uh you know your your income is your single biggest wealth builder you know, listen, we're big proponents of Dave Ramsey. Somebody made fun of us one night. All y'all do is cram, is cram Dave Ramsey shit down people's throat. Absolutely. That's what we do. <laughs> because most people need to hear it. And uh, if you want to be successful in business and you don't have any money, you need to get money. Okay. But you need to get it by earning it, not by borrowing it. Because all you're doing is making the person who you're borrowing it from wealthy and you're not. Nor will you ever, ever be. Um so that's that's my advice to you is now if you've already got a truck if it look we told we told a bunch of people in 2021 or 2022 that sell the truck you know it's never going to be worth more than it is today <clears throat> and you can't support it we somebody called us this week with a 6000 month truck payment am i right about that chris 6000 1500 a week truck payment how my lord you know first of all what do you buy that's 1500 bucks a week? You know, I mean, there's no way. I mean, that person is going to work himself to death to own a truck and nothing else. So like, I got a neighbor down the street here that, that, that I, I guess he, he's been here for a while and I guess he, he stretched himself thin to buy the house has hadn't had a curtain in five years, has no bush. There's not a bush around his house. I mean, he's got a house and that's it. Nothing else. Um, that's what this guy's going to do with this truck. I mean, he's going to have a truck, maybe, maybe. I don't even know if he can make that fifteen hundred buck pay, uh, a, a week uh, truck payment. But that's 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 ignorant. That's that's just not how you do business, you know. And that's how, that's you know we're 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 the weirdos because we don't do it the way everybody else does. That that makes us the lunatic, okay? You know. But look, what's what's the smartest way of doing this? Just keep your job. If you don't have a good job, get a better job because guess what? There's a driver shortage out here. You know, I hear this all the time about how everybody's hiring drivers, but yet none of you guys can find a job, you know, that you like. So get a job, make money, cut your, you know, spend less than what you make, spend half of what you make, 
and then save the rest of it and then get ready so that you can then go into business the right way and not have a truck payment and not be, not have your soul owed to the man, you know, and that way you can, you can breathe and you, you know, you've got, you've got money for, for, you know, the, the first catastrophic unexpected breakdown doesn't put you out of business. That's not a, a business model is let me borrow as much as I can afford to pay on the payment and then not be able to keep the truck the first time something goes wrong. Cause maybe it, maybe something won't go wrong. Right. Yeah. So anyway, let's move on. Um, <clears throat> Rocky, I don't have any ASC credentials, but can find and do things that the ones with their names on the water. <laughs> well, that's true. You know, I mean, look, uh, I, well, let me give you let me give you a little personal example, okay? I've got a history in the in the automotive business, okay? Now, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a trained mechanic by any stretch. I've been around it. I mean, you know, like any boy growing up in the '50s and '60s, you take shit apart and put it back together. You know, sometimes you take shit apart and you can't get it back together. That's that's just part of learning, you know. So, uh, but I'm in the I'm in the automotive. My dad was always in the parts business, so I kind of after I kind of follow my dad and worked in the parts and the service and the, and the dealership, you know, service part business, I decided I was going to, to take some of these tests. I took, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a certified air conditioning technician. I'm a certified front end technician, Rocky. I'm a certified manual transmission person. I'm a certified engine person. And I've never worked on any of those for anybody except me in my life. So it's, it, you know, it, it, it you're, you could be a good test taker and not know shit from Chanel. Okay. Or you can be like Rocky and Carl and know a lot about shit from Shinola and, and don't give a shit about taking the test or don't, you know, or, or can't one or the other. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, testing is, uh, first of all, it's very culturally uh, biased. Um, and it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it's not a good measure. You know, we, Chris and I, we've gone around this a long time. You know, we, we, we basically hire people kind of sight unseen. I mean, you know, we, we zoom interview them, but we don't, ever, we don't, we can't meet them and have these one-on-one knee-to-knee meetings like you would in a regular world if you're hiring somebody. You know, so we have to kind of take things on uh, for face value a lot. And we've kicked around the idea a lot about, is there any kind of testing we could do to try to find out this, that, or the other? You know, we kind of pretty much have ditched it. You know, we've thought about maybe doing some things after they get here just so we know what we're working with so we can modify our approach to people with different learning styles. But the biggest thing that I always told Chris, I said, look, we have never found a, a, a test to measure a man's heart or a person's heart. I, have to say, I can't say man more because we now have a, a female driver, so I'd kind of be more uh, gender inclusive here. But because you know, you've heard us talk about Richie, you know, and he's, he's probably our best example. You know, Richie came here, 23-year-old, snotty-nosed kid, didn't know anything, didn't know anything. Gave him, in my mind, I gave him 30 days to succeed. Here he is now, truck owner. Um, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he, the guy is, he, he, he would have, he, he changed every preconceived notion that we had about him, you know, and uh, a test would have, a test would probably have knocked him out, you know, uh, at the time. Cause he, he even admits he wasn't very good in school. He didn't like school. And so he probably wouldn't have tested very well. He would never have been able to have this opportunity. We've had a couple of people in the program that, that had, uh, that had, learning disabilities of some type or another, you know, is, is it not fair for us to give them the opportunity just because they don't test well, you know? So, uh, just, it's not a big fan, you know? So 
but absolutely Rocky is an excellent uh, technician that doesn't have certificates on the wall. Rocky, I might get you a certificate on the wall. I might make up one for you. So <clears throat> what else we got here? Cash is king. Absolutely. If you guys, ha if you guys don't know Dave Ramsey, have don't listen to Dave Ramsey. Look, I'm not all into the, the religious part of it, but man, the financial part of it, if you, if you, if you don't have your ducks in a row, it's the best program I've ever seen for you to get your personal wealth, your, per your personal financial situation straightened out and stop spending money and start making money. So, and he's everywhere. I mean, look, he's all, he's on every, I don't know. You, it's hard, hard to find, but if you don't know him or you've never heard of him or you don't follow him, um, I suggest you do. And even if you think you've got your crap together, you might find out that you really don't. So, um, uh, it's worth a check. All right. Because listen, you look up, I mean, one of the things that I, that we do here that kind of breaks my heart a little bit is we, people come here sometimes because they wake up and the, and the desperation hits them. You know, we've had, we've had, listen, we've had 50 year olds, 54, we've had 60, 62, 65 year olds here. Okay. And they come because it's not really because they want to be in the trucking on a truck. It's just, they're scared to shitless because they're here. They're at this age and they haven't done anything to, for the retirement. And they think this is the best way to do it. I'm telling you, and that you do not want to wait to start doing this. If you're not, if you're in your twenties and thirties and forties and you're not working on your retirement, you're going, you really, really need to think about that. Um, uh, because the time value of money, what you, what you can save as a, as a 20 year old or 30 year old or 40 year old a week or a month for your retirement, it is a fraction of what you have to save once you're 55 and 60. You know, because those people are not going to retire. They're going to be driving trucks when they're 75, 80, 90 years old until they can't drive anymore. And then, unfortunately, some of those end up being health situations, you know. But, um, you know, it's easy to kick the can down a road because you think you got plenty of time. But let me tell you, that time runs out. I wake up every morning and think, man, I'm getting really, really, really close to being old, you know. And, uh, and um, I, where did the time go? You know, I talked to Chris, you know, Chris, I remember when I was Chris's age and I worked my ass off. Okay. And, um, um, but I look back now and I go, where, where, where'd all, where'd all that time go? You know, if I could go back and, and be 40, what are you, Chris, 42, 45, 47, 47, 47, I'd be 47 again, man, I don't know. I probably do some things differently, but anyway, don't to waste time. Okay. I mean, you know, it, uh, if you've heard, heard of the rule of 72, when you're investing or saving money or whatever, make invest. rule of 72 means every, if whatever your interest rate is divided by 7.2 is how many you take years for your, for, your, for your investment to double. So the stock market's average about 11% of the lifetime. So let's just use 10, okay? If you can average 10% on your, on your retirement, on your investment, every 7.2 years, that, that, that is going to double. So let's say that you waited and, and, and you needed the money and it was, and, and that last little, that incremental thing was only like seven years to 7.2 and you lose out on a million dollars because you had a million, it would have doubled to two in 7.2 years. So get started now. Okay. Don't wait. All right. Chris, you with us? I believe so. Can you Let's, hear me now? I can. Let me see if I got any more, um, <coughs> any more questions. Um, as a previously 
As a previously ASE certified mechanic, I can tell you with 100% confidence, all those certifications mean is that someone can read and take it to it. Absolutely. I, I don't disagree with that one. Now, look, I, listen, I know some really, really good mechanics. Listen, I worked at a, at a Cadillac dealership where it was Cadillac slash Volvo, and the number one Volvo tech in the United States of America worked at that. And let me tell you something, motherfucker could take a test, okay? But he also could fix a car, all right? That guy, David Hamilton is his name. Never forget him. He's a Carl kind of guy, but he's also smart and can take tests. So, but anyway, Luke, what you got, Luke? Good evening, lunatics. Um, was watching Dave Ramsey net worth millionaire theme hour, and they all had something to come. Work ethic, how do you improve, enhance work ethic? You know, work ethic is something you kind of have. You know, you I don't know. You, you know pe- I think people have work ethic, kind of instilled them in an early age. You know, I. Uh, I had spent the weekend, uh, two weekends ago in Las Vegas with my son and my son's now 39. And, um, you know, the whole time he was growing up, we, we always owned businesses, you know, and he was always in our business, you know? Um, and so sometimes I don't think he really wanted to, but you know, we had a, we had a pretty good heart to heart talk this, that weekend and, and, uh, we're not really together alone that much. And so we were talking about, you know, his childhood. He said, you know, dad, you know, he said, you just don't know how much you have done for me in, in instilling a work ethic. I mean, that my friends don't have because they didn't grow up like I did, you know, in business. And, um, you know, sometimes you think of that as an, you know, I've had people in, in, in our program use their family as an excuse to not do something. And I'm like, dude, you, you need to use your family as the excuse to do something. Because now I look up at my son, he's super successful and, you know, and he got a beautiful family and, 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 you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled that he credits me with, 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 with helping him have that work ethic because that's what we showed him. Listen, my mom, uh, she quit school and after seventh grade, you know, of course, back then they lived on a farm and people didn't go to school, but they needed to work on the farm, you know, come from a rural agricultural community. And, um, but my mom had the, I mean, I've never met anybody with a stronger work ethic than my mother. That's probably where I got it. She wasn't hugely intelligent, but by God, she was, she was a hard worker. I, we put, I put them in the dry cleaning business because they didn't have any retirement. And my mom, <laughs> bless her heart, I couldn't let her be a trainer because she wouldn't let, she wouldn't train anybody. She'd let them do it. My mom would come in after hours and go back through on the racks, take the clothes off the rack and repress them and put them back on a rack and have them ready for the next morning. But as opposed to teaching the people to do it, because they wouldn't do it to her standards. You know, hell, I could vacuum the floor. She'd come back behind me and she'd grab that and vacuum it again. Because nobody could do it the way she wanted to be. That's work ethic. I don't, look, I don't know how you gain that. And I guess, I guess if you really, really, really wanted to improve something, you, 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 could, you could motivate yourself to do it. But I think people get it so early on. They have it, you know, and that's my, my, my experience. Chris, you might have a different take on that, but welcome to the show, Chris Pope. Yeah. Thank you. Glad, <clears throat> glad, glad to be here. It's been thank a long, you. long ass day. Um, I was trying to find this, so I wasn't listening to what you were saying. Um, cause somebody in the comments said on a phone, you can't scan the QR code. So here is the link. Also, if you, uh, we have a beacons link in bio on both our TikTok page and YouTube. Um, you can get through there. You can get to it through that as well. Um, I, I'd like to rail on banks for a minute if I could, would that be okay? Um, I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, rail, rail <laughs> against should, the banking system. You're talking about financial institutions. Yeah. 
institution of, of, of higher finance. Yeah, go right. Oh my Chris, God. Chris has Chris has had a had a uh, a lot of interaction today with the with the <clears throat> banking industry. So I'm sure he's probably all right. So yesterday, <clears throat> it was yesterday, right? Yeah, y- yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh texts me and he he's found this truck on Facebook and the guys dropped it ten thousand dollars and he was like you you know because used to be we send Carl you know go look at a truck sign off on it. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I could go up there and look at it. And Larry's like, 15 grand, write the check. I mean, just, you know, if it's got wheels that runs and the frame's not broke, just pay the man. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, okay. So Josh talks to the buyer or to the seller. And, you know, they they make the deal. And Josh is going to wire him the money. And I'm going to take the toter up there and get it. Josh is in the on the slope in Alaska, by the way. Yeah. so He's in Alaska. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we told the seller, I said, look, you're going to have to, no, maybe it's the day before yesterday. Anyway, I said, look, y'all going to have to get this together because I know how these wires and stuff work because you don't want to release, release the truck until you've got the money. Well, I'm not going to set up there all day and wait for this to clear. And we get word that the financial institution that this guy uses will only accept the information for the wire transfer from the other bank by fax. I'm like, what the hell is this? 1988? Do you, you want to send a carrier pigeon? We need, we need to get a wax and sealing ring, uh, sealing wax and, and, and send a really fast horse. What the hell? <laughs> so Josh ends up wiring the money to me, put it in my bank. So at well, well hang on, hang on, hang on. He even tried to open up a personal account at that oh, credit yeah. union. They wouldn't yeah. let him do it. Because he couldn't verify his identity. So anyway. So he wires the money to me, put it in my bank account. I go to the bank this morning. I get the money out, cash, put it in an envelope, drive 200 miles to the truck. Now I've got to ride with the guy 15 minutes to his credit union so they can make sure the money's not counterfeit. So we do all the paperwork. So that takes an hour. And I literally pulled in to the lot back the truck in the whole thing is still hooked up chains and all lights and everything got in my pickup truck and it was time to hit the button to go live um so my ass is wore out uh and i got a big day tomorrow too so but guys it's 2023 it should not be this hard to make a financial transaction in the year 2023 this should not be difficult it should be i own money in account you have an account i want to send money done because they sure as hell don't have a hard time taking money out of my account but they're you know they're trying to protect you chris okay they're looking out for your best interest they don't want you to get ripped off okay listen this this sweet lady at the local branch i called her yesterday and i said listen here's the situation one of our strategic partners i literally used that term one of our strategic partners has found a truck in ohio that he would like to buy and the one place won't take a transfer from the other wire transfer. And I said, so can we send the money to me? And then I take the money out. And she goes, well, do you, do you know this guy? I said, honey, what part of strategic partner did you not understand? (laughs) And I said, but this truck at this price is not going to last. If we don't go get it, it's going to be gone. Well, where'd you find it on Facebook? Well, there's a lot of scams on Facebook. I said, Jesus Christ. 
Don't you think you, we've I already she's looking out for your best interest? Don't you think we're we're grown ass adults with brains that can decipher when and where and how we want to do things? It's just it's just a nightmare, you know. Blockchain, please, Lord, come quickly. Yeah, and release. Um, <clears throat> so there's just people, people are saying that Carl's GoFundMe is closed. Do you think about that? Well, oh. Well, that's true. The organ I just saw that. The organizer has current has currently disabled new donations to this fundraiser. I didn't I was not aware of that. Well. Well, I tell you what um, we we'll do. We'll we'll talk to Nikki this week and find out how we can continue to, to donate. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe she didn't does it age out, Chris, or anything like that? Time out or anything like I that? I don't think so. I mean, it said disabled by the organizer. Okay. Um I don't know. It could be could be some legal thing. It could be uh, who, who the hell it, uh, 23. Well, we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back to you next week. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for, for your effort in trying to do it. And uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. So if nothing else, we'll have it, we'll, we'll do it. I'll, we'll, I'll do it for them. If uh, we'll, we'll put up a place to send it and we'll collect it and I'll, I'll, we'll, you know, we'll take him a check. So we'll make it happen. So, um, here's a good one. Um, <laughs> what are some questions and topics to talk about to weed out the amoeba drivers out of the hiring process? Oh shit. Listen, uh, we, when we, <laughs> when we have, when we have, so we'll get a submission on the website and we'll look at it. And there's not many that we throw away because generally people that are aware of us and come through that, um, yeah they're they're at least aware of what we're doing right and so we're probably going to talk to 90 percent of the people you know it'll be you live in idaho or california or montana or something i, I just I, I can't hire you know what i mean a, a um, lot of our a lot of our vetting is not because of the amoeba part of it. it's because of the either the experience or the geographical location that's the first two cuts that happen then right. after that, then we can kind of go into, but like Chris says, we get most of our submissions now are multi podcast episode listeners. And so they, if they didn't agree with it, they wouldn't be in here. Now, the ones we have to really, really deal with amoebas are the ones we get from Landstar. And I had mm. one today. I got one today, Chris, I need to take that. <laughs> okay. But uh, I had a good one today. All right. So, um, but those are the ones, I mean, those are truck drivers. You know, they, they're, they have a list that Landstar puts out of all fleet owners. Okay. Mm -hmm. That might, that might, well, all of them need, believe me when I tell you this, everybody on that list is dying, you know, begging for drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't, I got on that list years ago. I, I just haven't removed myself, but in that list, there's places to put stuff about yourself. And we have our website. We have a explicit information about what we do and everything. And they won't read it. They just, you got a job, dude. You know, what do you all pay? You know, mm -hmm. so there, there's your first questions right there. What's the equipment and what do you all pay? There's your first two amoeba. Bye -bye. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, but it, it, listen, it, listen, it's tough. Okay. I mean, you know, Chris, Chris said uh, the other day, if we were in the business of hauling freight with truck drivers, neither one of us would be here. You know, nope. if it weren't for the, what we're doing here, the education thing and working with people like we, we, listen, we have the best, we have the, we have the best crew right now that I've ever had. And top to bottom, we have, I have 11 drivers out there active right now. I've never had 11 drivers active before. 
you know, and so we are, we are kicking ass and taking names, you know, and that was really, really, really good people. But it's like, look how hard we were. I mean, every weekend we're on this podcast and we have 167 of them that people can listen to. And, you know, it's, uh, didn't know it then, but you know, it's the goose that laid the golden egg. And, uh, that's the, you know, the, the primary, the reason why I still continue to do this with him because every Friday night at about 1030 when I get finished one I'm thinking in my mind how about that be my last one you know how about <laughs> I not do this anymore but then you know by the next week I'm going yeah we you know we're getting we got four or five trucks in the in the pipeline right now that we're we need we probably need to have a recruiting um you know topic here tonight because we we need four or five drivers here in the next couple months so mm-hmm. uh we'll show you how this works if you want to watch so let me hit this one as a piggyback off of this. It says, uh, but what if you're a married team from New Mexico who's willing to live in the truck and learn? Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the thing. And and Larry's been burned this way. I had a guy in California that said, Man, listen, I I don't I don't I don't need to ever go home. You know, I don't I don't need to go home. Uh it doesn't matter that I live over here. I I ain't got ain't I ain't nothing for me in California. So Larry hires him. <laughs> the truck he put cannot go to California. Yeah. He would have had to parked it in Reno. Okay. And then he's like, oh, well, I got to go home for this and I got to go home for that. And it's the same thing we tell guys in Florida. It's like, this is 18 months. Okay. Um, you can do anything for a short period of time. So for 18 months, get up on the wheel, learn, do the program, then, then go do whatever you want. Uh, but yeah, go to the website, fill out the form. Uh, we'll do an interview. Uh, but you got to understand, and this is the other, the other answer to Spilly Bilt's question. When we do an interview, we tell you straight up, listen, you, I hope you brought your mouth guard and your steel toes because we're going to punch you in the mouth and, and, and step on your toes because we got to make sure you understand what you're getting into. Right. Cause everybody's like, I'm like, what I, Larry always starts with, have you, do you have any business experience? Have you ever been in business and why do you want to be in business? That's the first two questions that we start with. Um, and if the answer is, I don't know. And I don't know, it's a short interview. Right. Um, and if it's free, well, I want to be free from what, well, you won't be free from, uh, you're not going to be free from responsibility. You're going to be, you're going to be much, much, much more responsibility or accountability. Yeah, you're not going to be free from accountability. You're or not going to be free from, from work. You're not going to work less. You're going to work more, a lot more. You're going to work, and sometimes. And, but but it's, you, it sounds like we're hard as this but you understand, they're here for 18 months to learn how to be and stay in business in whatever climate comes along. And that's you don't you don't do that by coming here and hauling half the load you haul when it's a company driver. You don't do that by coming here and, ha- and, and working half as hard as you do as a company driver. You know, business is hard. Half of all businesses fail. Half of all businesses fail. I'll say it again. Half of all businesses fail. 90% of first-time truck businesses fail. So if this were just uh, something anybody could do, those numbers would not be there. So to, 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 to improve the odds of you making it, period, and then making it as a first-time truck owner, it takes a huge effort. And we're willing to give you that. But you've got to come. You've got to come match that effort. And um, but to get back to your question, a married couple from New- that, that wants to live in a truck, I- I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. Um, we'll see. 
You know, I'm not big on teams, but I do like married teams because uh, yeah. you guys won't won't well, you guys won't quit if you if you if you've worked out all the differences to stay married for a while, there ain't nothing gonna come up in that truck that's gonna screw that up. So that'd be the I've always told Chris I don't like teams unless they're but I prefer empty nest married people because they don't have the kids to deal with, you know, uh, and they uh, they've been through a lot. So those teams probably will make it. Just understand. Opinion that there's not a lot of traditional what you would call team freight at Landstar. Right. Uh, you're going to run super solo. You're going to run 4,000 miles a week, 4,500 miles a week. With two logbooks. You're going to have a non-log issue week, you know. So you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn law ELD management. Yes as a team here, because you're going to have plenty of ELD to go around. So, But you can, if you can come in as a team and we can put you on, you know, $10,000, $12,000 a week, um, you'll learn the system um, so that when you're done with the program, you can, you can start your, your, your business on a solid foundation where you're not going to fail and then as a team, knowing all of the intricacies of the communication, the building relationships, um, a team can come to Landstar and get into some stuff that just would blow your mind yeah, absolutely. at the kind of money that you can make. Um, it's, uh, it's huge. You know, I mean, we, we know some teams that could, God, uh, right. I've, I've seen with my own eyes a $30,000 freight bill, you know, um, well, it takes time. You know, I did, we did a, a, a video yesterday, uh, kind of teaching our truck owners how to read settlements. And the example, I, I didn't pick it for this reason, but once we started looking at it, it was a $16,000 team week, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, that's, that's nothing to shake your head at. So <laughs> can we get them to run Alaska runs? No. <laughs> You guys, hey, let's take a st- let's stop for a second here. We, listen, guys, August nineteenth and twentieth, and you, you see how fun this is at a distance. Imagine we're all in the same room doing this, okay, and learning and sharing and networking. And August nineteenth and twentieth in Hurricane West Virginia, okay. The reset your mindset twenty twenty three. One one night, well, one weekend only, only one. This is the only one. And I always say that this is the last time I'm going to do. So it's, this may be true. So you might want to take a chance on missing this one because I might not ever do it again. Um, Saturday, uh, excuse me, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, it's at, um, well, you can see it there. That's the, that's the facility, beautiful facility. Uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have Rocky and, and, and Chris Dolan out in the parking lot working on trucks. And if you need to have an alignment done, you can have that done while you're there. Come on in, spend two days with with us learning how to reset your mindset to get in business, stay in business, survive in business, um, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll pull the curtains back and make the sausage right in front of you. So we need to uh, we we need we need to have you guys here for that, so you guys can we can we can we're gonna have a big big party Friday night when everybody gets there, and uh, we're gonna do the, the podcast live from the lobby of the hotel with a big party. And then all day Saturday and all day Sunday, we're going to, you know, we're going to get together and, and learn and share and network. And we're going to give you breakfast and lunch each day. And, um, you know, and, and if you'll sign up between now and July one, we knock a hundred dollars off. So, Seven days left. 
So jump in there, get your get your seats reserved. We sold it out last year, so get on there. We'll have all we'll have all this fun and much much more. So we got a bunch of Chris. We have pictures from last year that people can see. They're on the event page. Okay. So when you go to register, look at the event page. We got a bunch of pictures from last year there. You can see. So you might see people there. You know, but. Anyway, we would love to have you, okay? We would love it. We'd love for to teach you, you know, the things that we do. I mean, that's Chris and I both. That's what we do this for. We, you know, like like we said, if it if we were hauling freight and, and dealing with truck drivers, I'd been gone before I even met him. But not what we want to do. But we do love sharing. We do love teaching. We do love letting you kind of learn what we. You know, I've been in business now for almost fifty years. Chris has been a a a a, a, a truck driver for twenty six or seven years. And, uh, you know, we put all that together and package it up and, and let you guys, uh, learn from what we have done, you know, um, you know, we've been pretty successful, you know, we're, you know, here we are, people are talking about, you know, how to, you know, they can't, they can't haul freight for these rates. What are we going to do? I mean, here we are growing, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, we, well, I have more trucks and more drivers now than I've ever had in this shitty climate that everybody says they can't operate in, but we have no problem doing it. And the drivers make money. I'm making money. The truck owners making money. Landstar is making money. Everybody is making money here, and uh, and we're having a ball. So, anyway, you're already signed up. Well, good. I'm glad. So you're the team, right? You're coming as a yep. team. Well, listen, you're gonna you won't even leave. We'll just hire you while you're there. We'll put you in a truck while you're there. Just bring your clothes, okay? So, the podcast will be on Friday night live from the hotel bar. Yes. So. And Nick, the official Blue Ribbon um, bartender. bartender, is coming out of retirement just for this event. So, and he's a hoot too. But it's all, it'll all be good. All right. What we need to talk about? <clears throat> Greetings um, from the high desert of California. <laughs> well, I know who that is. <laughs> you're you're in some bar in some in California, aren't you? <laughs> um, let me think. It, uh, there was all kinds of stuff that happened this week. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yellow um, YRC, yellow world. I guess it's, I guess it's called yellow now. was YRC worldwide. Uh, they've been in trouble for about, let's see, how long have I been in the business? 26 oh, well. years? We they've been that. in trouble for 26 years. So well, they merged with, with, who was well, the company up there that they merged road, with? Well, it was, so back in the day, it was Consolidated Freightways, ABF, right. Right. ABF. Yellow, Roadway. There's one more I'm trying to think of. I was trying to think of ABF. <clears throat> so Consolidated freight, Freightways, everybody called it Cornflake. They went, they went out in probably 2000, 2001, something like that. Um, they went belly up. Old Dominion is in most of their old terminals, especially mm -hmm. the big one in Harrisburg. Uh, that was a consolidated freightways. Then Yella and Roadway were both in big trouble, all for the same reasons, exact same reasons they're in trouble today. So they merged and became YRC worldwide, got a bunch of, you know, money from the government, got a bunch of COVID money. Um, and they're still in trouble because their, their legacy costs, their, their labor cost is outrageous. Um, and guys, it's time, you know, just, I'm sorry, shut her down. 
you know? And of course, then we got the big UPS strike, um, which I, I heard something today. There was a guy talking about this. I bumped into the last time they had a big contract negotiation, I think was 2018. That'd be right. Five years. And I bumped into a UPS driver, one of the line hall guys down to TA and hurricane. And I said, Hey, cause they were threatening to shut down. Oh, we're going to go on strike. And, and I, and this guy had been there like 30 years. And I said, man, just tell me what's up. He said, it's all horseshit. He said, don't nobody want this contract. And Jimmy Hoffa had put in some kind of, uh, snuck in some language that made a two thirds deal because they had voted the contract down. If I, if I remember this number right, they had voted the contract down by 54% and it still got pushed through. So apparently the new guy O'Brien has taken that out. Um, but they're not going to ratify this, this contract. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to vote for it. Uh, they're probably going to go on strike and it's going to overload the postal service. Um, but dude, UPS does a lot of truckload stuff. And guess who's got a bunch of trucks that they truckload with? OTR carriers. Mm. Um, I, so I'm not worried about it, it, 9,100 drivers sounds bad. I mean, because it's a big number. You know, there's 3 million. There's 3 million class eight drivers. 9,100. I mean, if you're, if you're accustomed to that kind of pay and those kind of benefits and somebody yanks that rug out from under you, it's going to be very uncomfortable. And I don't wish ill on you and I hate you're going to have to go through it. Uh, but that's why I don't work for union companies. I never have because I absolutely did not ever want that rug yanked out from under me. Took the words Um, right out of my mouth. You know, that's what you get for signing up to be in a union company. So where's all those protections, by the way? Oh, yeah. Good luck with that. Are we on TikTok tonight? Uh, no, we're, we're not, not. Okay, I've been um, looking all over the place trying to find some TikTok. Uh, yeah, well, I've I've been a little busy. Um, I, get, I get that. He's got a side gig. He's, he's got a side hustle now. <laughs> you know, he's fleet manager and now tow truck driver. Okay, <sighs> so it's gonna drive me to drink. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, there's something right on the edges of my mind that I wanted to talk about because it had to do with. Um, the, the big carriers, um, and we, and I, I've said it on TikTok. It's almost like people don't believe it. Add up all the big carriers, every single one of them, anyone that you can think of, add them all together. They're less than 15% of the trucks on the road. They are not representative of the trucking industry at large. They're just not. Oh, I know what it was. Automatic transmission restrictions has got my dander up. Okay. Our new yeah. driver. Okay. That's how you feel. Oh, I know. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are hearing the sound of my voice and you are interested in becoming a truck driver or you know someone that is interested in becoming a truck driver, do not under any circumstances, sign up for one of these carrier sponsored trucking schools where they will inflict upon you the slavery, slavery, indentured servitude of an automatic transmission restriction on your license. Now I had checked into this. I don't know, probably two, two years ago because 
a friend of mine that I drove with back in the day, back in the 90s and early 2000s, had left the industry for 20 years, decides to get back in it, but hasn't had a license for 20 years, did not want to go back to truck driving school. He found a little place down here in southern West Virginia, paid a thousand bucks. They ran him through the pre-trip. They did the road test, got his class A CDL back. He found a company that would take him and put him through a, you know, training program for three or four weeks. And, and he's back to driving like he'd never know. It's a thousand bucks. I thought, man, what a deal. Well, surely, surely getting an automatic transmission restriction should cost less than that, right? Wrong. Our new driver has an automatic transmission restriction. She wants to get it removed. We have manual trucks, so at some point I'll bring her in here and brush her up on, on shifting and get her ready. But because of the federal entry-level driver training garbage that's useless, $2,400 minimum plus five days in a class. So you're going to lose at least fifteen, seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars in income. Plus, you got to pay twenty four hundred dollars for 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 nothing, absolutely nothing, to get an automatic transmission. Who benefits from that? Who benefits from automatic transmission restrictions? Is it drivers? Is it the motoring public? Who benefits? 15% of the industry that can bring people in and hook them up with an automatic transmission restriction on their license. So now you're an absolute slave to these corporations because you can't drive for the other 85% of the industry. You're stuck. And they lure people in there and they dangle, oh, here's some free school. I'll give you free school. You know, they're like a damn white van rolling around the neighborhood with free candy on the side. You know, it's, it's absolute nonsense and it pisses me off so y'all are going to have to stop falling for it it's absolute it's absolutely immoral and it's got to stop absolutely got to stop <clears throat> so that was my what about what about rant. the i-95 bridge getting getting repaired in two weeks did you see they had the jet drivers from pocono down there I saw that. I saw that. yeah i did uh, I mean, listen, I, congratulations. I mean, compared to the lunatic that was in the governor's office before in Pennsylvania, I mean, this old boy, at least he being, he at least seems able to get some shit done. Um, you know, what's his name? Josh, Sh not Shapiro, something. I, I couldn't, tell. um, but anyway, um, I don't like politicians in my own state. Yeah. Less than my well, husband. Uh, well, congratulations, Governor. You're probably a psychopath on 95% of other issues, but you did a good job on this one. Um, well, we'll see if it happens first. Holy crap. Look here. Look here. Look here. What? Uh, watch out because they'll promise to teach you without restriction and break that promise when you're already in class. We've just paid $4,500 to get rid of our restriction. Well, that's, that's the team. So that's probably two people. Well, so twenty two fifty a piece. It how matches did, up. How did you guys avoid the lease purchase scam? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> did we did we just kill their special from Chris? <laughs> Listen, I I I've handed out my my share of, of specials. 
I I handed out a couple this week. As a matter of fact, I don't remember who was the recipient, but I handed out a couple. I've been able to chill. I've I've taught him so well. I let him. He's like a lap dog. I just stick him on him, and then if you know if they if he breaks the collar or breaks the leash, I'm, I'm right behind him. But you know, I, he's gotten so good at it, and he loves doing it. That's the thing. See, I don't really like doing it. I, I will do it if I have to, but he runs at the chance. Okay, he's like, yeah, let me at, let me go at him. So <laughs> it's fun to watch. Yeah, it's just which it's like lease purchase. I mean. They're taking advantage of people that have absolutely no economic education, have no financial education. They, you know, come out of these uh, uh, government schools, don't know nothing about nothing. Um, and then, and, and so who was it I was talking to? Oh, it was uh, Justin Martin when he was on here um, in your absence. Yeah. Um, he was pointing out that a lot of people end up in trucking because especially during COVID, right? Because they would get laid off or unemployed or whatever. And a lot of the states, I know they do it here in West Virginia. Well, you have to prove in order to keep your unemployment benefits coming, you have to prove that you're looking for work. And a lot of times they'll be like, well, you don't have anything better to do here. Try truck driving and we'll pay for it, you know, as a part of some unemployment program. Well, now you're taking people that end up in trucking by accident, right? And there, I, I mean, I came into it with, a, you know, I had an uncle that drove for 40 years and, and I mean, at least I kind of sort of understood it a little bit. Um, but you know, it, it's still, um, it, 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 it's, it's still taking advantage of people, um, and, and signing up, up for stuff that they don't understand. Um, and it's it it ought to be illegal, but you know. Wait, wait a minute now. You want the government to get involved, and make it illegal? No, no I don't. <laughs> no, we don't want to do that. Somebody read the lease and did the math. Holy, holy crap! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never read that before anywhere. You read the lease and did the math. Wow, I bet you didn't leave the room with it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we just got to stop being taken advantage of. And it's uh, Zeke. So, you know, Zeke and I, that one thing benefit that I have to, um, um, occasionally going on a drive is I either a get to listen to a podcast or a book, or I get to have a two hour long conversation with Zeke. Uh, and we just had this fascinating conversation today about if you were going to do a Ted talk, that was about having a conversation with your 20 year old self. Yeah. You know, you had the opportunity. What would you say? What, what kind of information would you try to say, Hey, 20 year old self, I'm 47 year old self. Here's what I've been through. Here's what I would like for you to know. Right. And so we kind of came up with this little list, you know, one was number one, who benefits? Always ask that question, no matter what you come up on, especially if someone's trying to scare you into doing something or, or trying to pressure you in some way, who benefits? Ask that question. Um, there's a couple others, but you know, so y'all be looking forward to Zeke's t Ted talk coming soon. Okay. <clears throat> uh, oh yeah. So Rakowski, I remember him talking about this. My truck in school was just shy of four months for 5,000 worth every penny and time put in. 
clarify this, but this was like an evening deal or a weekend deal or something like that, where you could, you can, I think you could continue working while you were doing it kind of on the side. Um, but, uh, one of my friends, uh, went to an actual, this was 98. He went to a trade school in Oklahoma mm -hmm. and was there like a month, you know, um, uh, now of course he couldn't drive a two inch peg up a goat's ass anyway. So, um, he struggled, bless his heart. Um, but it was better. You know, I got four weeks on the backside of the Nashville airport. You know, they taught us how to shift, taught us how to do the, uh, the back and, and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's like, it's like people will say, well, why is your program 18 months? <laughs> Y'all 18 to get 47 years of business and 25 years of trucking into your head in 18 months is a tall order. It ain't long enough. You know, hell, it ought to be 36 months probably, but we got it and we've proven the model. I feel like we've 100% proven the change that we made at the beginning of the year where we broke this up into phases. Um, because before we would just, we'd set you down for a weekend and we'd just give it all to you and go, hey, right, wish you the best of luck. That did not work. Yeah. Definitely. Didn't work at all. But I feel like now we are starting small, not overwhelming you, getting you baby steps and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. Um, and, and, you know, let's say we've got 11 trucks seated right now with the best crew we've ever had. So, so James have wedding bells rung yet? Oh yeah. There was, a, there was a wedding in his future. Yeah. I believe. <clears throat> uh, if, if not, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw William was in the house and I yeah, saw. He, he had a couple of comments back there. Well, this, this is interesting. What's your five-year plan? <clears throat> well, let's see. In five years. Larry's going to be 74. Correcto. All right. How, then how much, how much time is left on your contract? As I think I, I said, you had to live to be 92. I had, we have a 25 year contract. We've, we've now done five years of it. Okay. So in five so we'll, years, we'll have done 10 years on it. So right. I'm, I'm buying out my last 15 years. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, you know, you're not going to get five more is all you're going to get. You imagine uh, his ninety. Who, you imagine his knows. ninety year old ass on this podcast. Who, That'd be well, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope at ninety I can do the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hope I can string words together that people uh, would want listen, to listen to. So, I'm, I'm I'm hoping fifty. You know, um, <laughs> but this is an interesting question because you know all businesses have some sort of growth trajectory, right? Right. Sure. And. You know, we're at 11 trucks seated. We got four in the pipeline. So that's 15. Um, you know, I mean, somebody's going to have to, we're going to have to call Josh's wife because he's going to have to stop buying trucks for just a little while. You know, yeah. um, Josh, Josh has got the fever. He's yeah. got too, he got so much time up in Alaska to, to think. And yeah. I think the, the temperature must be affecting his judgment. A little yeah. Bit, so. I mean, I'm not uh, even home with the one was, he just bought. And he's like, I, hey, here's another one. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got to hire a full-time restoration guy just to fix his <laughs> trucks. Get yeah. them ready. So, But um, here's the problem. Okay. I, right now, I am the fleet manager. Okay. And I am the guy that is in charge of 
watching over all of this and making sure that it stays together. Well, we can't hire, we can't bring somebody off the street to do what I do. Right. We have to, they have to come from in the program, the Richies and Seths and Evans and Jared's and like, you know, they're going, we're going, we have to grow our middle management from inside because you have to be on the inside. And so we're, we're probably by the end of this year, we're going to be reaching the limits of what I can handle, especially if I'm going to have be going all over the country, picking up trucks at Josh's buy. Um, we can listen, we can hire a tow truck driver. We can't hire a big manager. Right. Don't get, um, don't get, don't get comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, well, we might need a few more mechanics too. Um, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> as we reach that limit for what I can handle, there's going to have to be somebody come under me and take a portion of that load. Well, the business obviously has got to make enough money and profit to pay for that person. And so we're going to get to a point where we we've got to be preparing who is that next person to come in and sit in this seat. What we kind of liked, you know, we've talked about before is if we had those people and each one of them had five or six or seven or eight trucks to watch over, there's no, there's really no cap. I mean, you know, no, it, if we, if we, mm-hmm. if we five X what we're doing right now, that'd be 55 trucks, right? 55 people in the program, all the orientations, all of the, uh, all of the different phases, all of the, you know, the, the, the scale would cause it, it would, would look a little different because we, at that point in time, we certainly would have to have our own child, you know, and, 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 uh, there'd be a lot of things we'd have to have that we don't, you know, we would probably look at, at backend office at that point in time as well. But, but the pinch point, and people ask me this all the time, you know, is that what, you know, how, what, what's our limit, you know, where, where are we, where do we cap? And, uh, and there's a couple people here right now that, that have asked that question, you know, it caps at, at middle management because we can't, we have to produce it. We can't hire. And so even though there's really, really good sharp people that would want to do that, they have to have, you, you, you have to live this. You have to have been, you know, one of the things I think that make us, um, and I found a, I found a meme just today that, that I, I kept because I thought it was so appropriate. Here, uh, I saw this today. People buy into the leader before they buy into the vision. And I think that's what attracts people. You know, the, the podcast gives them an opportunity to buy into us. And then they start seeing our vision because our vision is really un, uh, unnatural <laughs> in the, in the industry. But they, I think they see the, you know, the uh, compassion and the passion that we have and, uh, and the credibility that we bring. And all of a sudden now the vision becomes. So if we can continue to do that and, um, and, in, and involve people that want to, and, and the, you know, the, the, probably the most, um, probably, probably the, 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 the person that's going to fit this bill the most is someone that comes to the program as a truck driver and owner operator that wants, that didn't think when they came here. Cause I tell everybody that comes to orientation, look, your goalpost is likely going to move in the next 18 months. You came here thinking you wanted to be a truck owner. I think you're going to see that you might want to end up being something else before you leave here. I think we got a couple people who, 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 who believe that. Um, and, um, and so I think we're going to have, um, another little program in the program to produce these, uh, fleet leaders, you know, uh, middle management people. So it's just another exciting growth opportunity for us. And we've got people that want to get involved. 
they don't have the experience right now to do it, but they want to be involved and they want to get involved. I got to make that happen somehow. You know, I've got to be able to let people come in and, um, and see what we do. And, 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 um, but that, that's, that's really that to answer your question, William, that's our five-year plan right there. Now, I think you probably directed that towards people who are watching, you know, as part of, as part of an interview question, uh, that's typically where we hear that. But, uh, but I think that's, you know, that, I think that describes what we're looking at doing, you know, here, you know, so, uh, we, we, we attract a lot of truck owners, you know, uh, but we, again, we have to be very careful about, about how, you know, how we enter those relationships. Um, because the, the truck owner with us is just as, as vital. And that relationship is just as critical as, as the program participant, because they have to understand what we do here. That's why we don't take investors, you know, investors just want to turn on the money. They have no interest in, in, uh, the driver and, and all the things that we do here. It's part of that. Uh, but that's, that's how, that's how big fleets operate. That's not how we're going to operate here. So. let's see um mark says trucking is going to be my retirement plan i'm around six months of good weather then go to a cheap third world country and eat tacos for six months (laughs) when we when we first thought that richie wanted to do this I just, you know, I, listen, I hear Richie joking and carrying on. I assumed he wanted to get five trucks so he could go back home to Florida and smoke dope and fish. <laughs> yeah. But he's, no, 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 no. I want to dispatch him. So I, we're actually letting, he's a, he's kind of a, an assistant dispatcher right now. So he's getting his, uh, his uh, taste of that. He, listen, he's doing good. He's good. Listen, Richie has just, he's, he's phenomenal. He has really, really, really been a surprise to you. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, I think Richie surprised himself, you know. Um, I don't think he had any idea that what, you know, that he would be where he is right now, but awesome. Um, Leon had a good school paid out of pocket. And so did I only auto they had wasn't low road legal. There you go. Joshua, seven trucks. from Larry, Yeah. Well, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're a good guy to have around Josh. I have to say that, you know, you're really, really good. Those questions were in response to how we weed out amoebas but love the inside <laughs> uh what you got there chris josh talking about his wife taught the dave ramsey class and us referencing those principles made him was what made him want to get involved yeah. um, nice. good deal. <clears throat> all right here we go how does an owner operator start stepping up to a fleet well you need a podcast <laughs> um you need us <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's, I thought about it when I was, before I ever met Larry, when I just had a truck, you know, I think every person that owns a truck thinks, well, if I, well, if I had another one, you know, and I had another one and I had another one, you know, you, you can do the math that says, um, well, one's good two ought to be better. Um, but I think number one, you have to look at it kind of like you would if you had rental property and real estate. Number one, you are not going to have occupancy 100% of the time. So take your expectations of revenue and cut them in half and take your expectations of expenses and double them. And so 
I'm going to tell you right now, it would be harder, uh, really, really, really hard. Uh, and I can't imagine like, I mean, we have 11 trucks, we operate 11 trucks. There's 11 drivers, there's payroll. There's all the things that, that has to be done. I can't imagine doing it, not having this program. I just had to hire people off the street, you know, in the driver shortage and put them in a truck. And then I'm going to go knock on doors to get customers. Depending on truck drivers to satisfy those contracts that, that terrifies me. Yeah, I, I think uh, to, to restate what you're saying, you you here's the problem. Okay, you're never going to hire you. You think you will, but you you know I, I've tried my whole life to hire me. The closest thing I've come to is across the desk from me right here. Uh, but that's one out of a trillion. I've already got him. You can't have him. Okay, so um, that's the biggest disappointment you're going to have is the people that you hire. Okay, the other thing you have to realize is that once you make that hire, it's no longer about trucking. It, all of a sudden now it's HR human resources, yeah. you know, that, and, and if you're not, if you're not good with people, if you don't, if, if people won't, again, go back to that saying, if people won't see you first, they'll never see your vision. And so you, you can't, you can't, you can't pay enough money to, to get them to see your vision. If, unless it's a genuine and, uh, look, we have, I mean, we, a lot of the, every truck that we, what we had originally, were because BCOs had had bought second and third and fourth trucks to do what you're talking about doing, and 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 all of them have trouble keeping drivers in them because they're hiring a driver. A driver will leave for a quarter, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, and that that's the hard part about it. that's that's why what we do is so different, and that's why we're I'm still doing it at 69 years old, is because I love this part of it. I love the, what we're doing. I love the opportunity that we're, you're giving people. And I'm not, I don't deal with truck drivers, you know, I mean, we may deal with them for a couple of weeks, but then they, they pretty much flush themselves out pretty quickly, you know? So now I guess to be fair, what people want from us is an education, right? Well, I, I can give you that an experience. Okay. If, if you are, and certainly there are people that are able to do this, are able to give drivers what they're after. It could be the kind of truck could be the freight, um, whatever it is. Um, and, and you can market yourself and your business to attract those kind of people. Um, but I can tell you, um, that even as small as we have been at times and thinking, man, there's 3 million drivers on the road. I only need five of them. Right. And boy, those, those five were, uh, were hard. Um, oh, and I mean, you know, Luke, I'm going to get Luke on this podcast because, you know, here's, here's a guy, young man. Okay. What is it? 21, two that got into the business when everybody else did. I don't think he's right? old enough to drink. <laughs> um, Got into the business when everybody else did. And hey, man, let's buy some trucks, buy some trucks, put drivers in them. Uh, boy, and then you find out, you know. Right. Uh, and then the market shifts, and you really find out, you know. Um, I, I would love to get Luke to to come on here and tell his story from his perspective. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. 
had a driver leave after orientation over a hotel room. Couldn't give us 30 minutes to look for loads first. I, I listen, I, I you don't have to convince me. I understand. Um, but that, you know, and when I, when guys, when I say, when I talk about truck, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you guys. I don't, I'm not talking about guys who, 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 who I'm talking about this kind of attitude, this mentality, you know, <clears throat> And, and man, it's rampant. It's just rampant, you know? And so it's, th- th- again, that's, that's the thing that we never, ever, ever predicted that the podcast would do would be to sort through all of this murky shit and produce, you know, a constant steady flow of these people like, you know, like we've got and like a lot of you guys are, you know, that, that see it for something different. You know, they're, they're, they're not interested in the, you know, what kind of tires you're going to have and what kind of chrome you're going to have and what kind of seats you're going to have and what kind of, you know, you know, what, what can I do to, for, to financially secure me and my family? You know, what can I do so that I'll be able to retire, you know, and not have to be driving a truck and I'm 70 years old, you know? So, um, I mean, it, I mean, that's really what we're, you know, a lot of people like driving because they enjoy it, but at the end of the day, it's still a business. Okay. And if you enjoy driving and you don't make any money and at the end of the day, you can't retire because you can't, you didn't, that, that's, that's, that's just a hobby. That's not a business. You know, we have to, we have to look ahead and we have to plan for that. And, and we have to plan for the quote that I love this word or, you know, I, well, you know, I hate this word, the unexpected, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's not unexpected. It is expected. All right. Things are going to happen. You're going to need money. Think, you know, you're going to get sick and, there's things just going to happen, you know, like Carl, whoever pre- predicted that, but you got to prepare yourself, you know, and now's the time, you know, you can never get, you're never going to, you don't get any younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't kick the can. You know, I, one of the, one of the things I really, really drilled into Rich's head, I said, look, dude, you're 23 years old. Okay. You have no idea the advantage that you have over somebody that comes here as 30, much less 40 or 50. But the time value of money, okay, the things he's learned, the money that he can save and invest as a 23-year-old, and what that's going to pay off at 60 and 65 versus starting at 30 and 40 and 55. I mean, just think about how would you like to go back to 23-year-old knowing what you know right now, and, and how many things would you do financially different? Well, here's a guy that has the opportunity to start out doing that, not have to go back and regret and do it over again, start out, you know, um, we've had a couple of the youngsters that come here, you know, and, and they didn't, you know, they, they weren't like Richie. They thought they had plenty of time. So they didn't take it seriously. I'm, you know, this is too hard. This, this is, I don't really want to work this hard, you know? Um, but they lost a huge opportunity because they had the opportunity too to have 40 years of, of, of time for that money to work for them. And now they're going to kick that can down the road by, by, like everybody else. They're going to go into debt, buy a bunch of shit, and then they'll be 50 before they figure out, uh-oh, you know, and they've lost 30 years, you know, that they can't get back. So <clears throat> that's kind of a downer, wasn't it? I just brought the whole thing <laughs> down, didn't I? <clears throat> yeah, I'm just, I'm running on about a quarter tank right now. So I'm, uh, my head hurts. My back hurts, and I'm super tired. These youngsters, they just can't hang, can they, huh? (laughs) 
Well, uh, Chris, do we need to do we need to talk about our new sponsor yet, or is that still? In the um, works? I think it's still in the works. We've got okay. We've got right. some just details we've got to put together, but probably next week we should be able All to right. start talking about that. We, I got to get some materials. We got, we got a new sponsor that we're pretty excited about, I think especially especially you guys that have your authority. We re, we really got a product for you, okay? Uh, guys at Landstar, it may end up being a Landstar product anyway at the end of the day, but. Right now, it's going to be really, really exciting for you guys that uh, that don't have um, some of these Landstar applications that we talk about. So, if I buy a two, 2010 Columbia with a blown engine, Caligra, uh, well, a 2010, no, no, no. Well, not well. Not it's, if, it was a, if it was a glider, yes. If it came with a DD15, no, you cannot. Well, a 2010 Columbia is not going to have a DD15. It's going to have. It's probably going to have a Series 60, but it's not going to have a 12.7. It's going to have a, a 2010 is going to have a DPF. If it has a DPF, um, you it has to have a DPF. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't got, do it. You can't change the emission system in it. And a do not. It's going to be a 2008 emission system. So. Do not buy anything built between 2008 and 2015. Just Absolutely. don't do it. Absolutely. Just don't do it. Just well, here's the thing. Can you? Sure you can. Is it a good idea? No, it's a terrible idea because it's too much risk. And you guys are going to have to learn how to calculate because risk has a monetary value. And if you get busted with it or you have a problem somewhere and you can't get somebody to work, it's just, there's too much risk. It's not worth doing. I just drug home a 2007 that needs a little TLC for $15,000. Um, but 1.6 million, it's, it's a good solid truck, you know, and it'll be a moneymaker. Um, well, his question is, can he legally replace it? And the answer is no. No, absolutely can not. Can only replace it with what it has in it from an emission standpoint. So, Can you find somebody who'll do it? Sure you can. Um, that, they'll this, take your money. <laughs> this will be no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, all the trucks on the ground – um, uh, you know, you, you can, you can calculate the chances of getting caught, but listen, you'll be the one that gets caught, you know, that, 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 you'll find all these hillbillies running up down the road and they got these deleted trucks and all this crap. Don't be that guy. Don't be the one that gets caught. Um, and then has all of that risk on you when, you know, he's saying that your trucks are sale for 4,000. Um, uh, well, about bite for 4,000, strip it down, junk it, you know, um, it's probably got a bunch of good parts on the it. Parts are worth that probably, but yeah. I wouldn't change the motor. Out. <clears throat> um, or at least just fix it. You know, I mean, hell, the transmission's worth two grand and the rear ends are probably worth a thousand dollars each right. There's your money, you know, um, you know, take the cab off of it and sell it, but it, it's just, it's not worth the, not worth the risk. And I, don't play those games because I don't want to, you know, win, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I'll take my, I'll take my chances. Um, you know, we, yeah. we've got, we've got the truck that I did to TikTok about, you know, that the 14 liters give us all kinds of stuff. that truck's still hauling freight. It's not hauling it super. I mean, it's not hauling it as efficiently as it would have if it wasn't having a problem. But the difference between that truck and, and say, a, a 2010 Cascadia or something, 
uh, that just shuts down and sits there for months. You know, dude, there's a guy sitting at Dolan's with a Cascadia DD 15 dropped a valve and they had to end frame it two months. And most of that's waiting on parts. He was part, he was camped in a parking lot for two months, two months. And they just got the parts in what, two, three days ago. Yeah. They got the, the last, uh, I think it's rocker assembly. They had everything else. They had the head, they had cylinder kits, all that stuff put back together. And of course, uh, Herbie got it running and the damn emissions problems. And so he's sorting through all that crap now. Um, but two months, two months, that's, that's $40,000 worth of revenue gone. And it's going to cost him probably 25 or more to build the motor. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, what, what year was it, Chris? Mm, I don't know. Um, uh, I have no idea. I know it's Cascadia. Uh, it seems newer, but Rocky. You guys want to invest in my new business, building rocket rides to Mars from old 55 gallon trucks. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you what, the internet, um, <laughs> I, I have a really warped sense of humor. And the the response to this submarine thing, it, 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 I mean, it's a tragic situation. Oh, the internet don't give a damn. I mean, the memes uh, uh, about this thing, are just you got to think that part of those because they're billionaires you know I, there's no compassion I, there you know i, I guess so but damn. That, that's got to be the, the majority of it you know like that matters but yeah well the the internet is undefeated man um wow wow um have you have you guys heard how to make the pre-def ISX bulletproof? I've drove a few and they ran good. Did well enough. You know, there are a lot of horror stories out there. The main ones that I've heard about were um, soft cams, soft cams, and fuel pumps. Uh, no, fuel pumps was on the newer ones. Um, soft cams and cracked heads. Um, Dan, before he bought that, uh, that classic, um, he had a, like a 387 peak and he rebuilt it twice. Um, and it, cause it was, it was drop liners, cracked heads, uh, and soft cams, you know? And so the when, cams just wear out over time. When did the N14 stop and the ISX start with debt, with EGR? I believe so. Cause I don't think they could put EGR. So, I remember back at all the truckers called the N14 redhead step shop because it was a red top, right? right red top, yeah. And that was all through the end of the 90s. Well, the Signature 600 came out in late 99, early 2000, I think. Rocky can probably tell this for sure. Um, but the Signature 600 was the ISX. And Cat 600 also came out, the C16. But you don't hardly see any of those anymore. Um so right at the end of the nineties, there was this race to high horsepower. And so Cummins and, um, cat were battling each other for 600 horse. Uh, but then just a couple years later, EGR comes out and that was it. I mean, the N14, uh, was a, uh, I believe was a pushrod motor. Um, if I remember that right. Uh, but I always heard that the problem with, N14s would be injectors, but if you ran a fast, I think it would, it would keep them, you know, keep the fuel clean and, 
I don't know if there's a way to make an ISX bulletproof. Uh, I, it's really not a way to make any engine bulletproof. I mean, we've got a we've got a twelve seven in a Volvo right now. Every oil sample was perfect. Gave us no drivability issues, and one day just locked up. Well, the you driver know? driver probably contributed a little bit to that. Well, yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Before uh, we wind down, let's uh, let's do this again, okay? We have four, at least four trucks, if not five, in the pipeline. So if you are at all interested in this program, now would be the time to get started because it's going to take us a couple months to get you qualified. So if you're interested, go to uh, the our, our web our website there, blueribbonlogistics.com. Click on Masterclass 2023. All the details are there. Um, every word that explains what we do is there. Reach out to us. We'll set up an interview, see if you're a good match for the program. We can start this process. Getting approved does not obligate you, but we do got to get you approved to get you here. So, and that, uh, we call that the gauntlet at Landstar. If you ever watch the Landstar Facebook pages, you see everybody bitching about how long it takes to get on. Well, that's, we can grease the wheels a little bit, but, you know, it's still going to take a while. So anyway, we uh, are looking for, uh, you know, three or four or five drivers in the next few months. So if you want to be one of those, uh, go there. Um, don't forget, in August, the Reset Your Mindset live event. Um, August 19th and 20th in Hurricane. Great event. Uh, guarantee we'll have, you'll, you'll, you'll learn enough in the first half a day to more than pay your way there and, and, uh, and, and whatever time you took off to get there. So. All right. I think we're good. We'll see y'all next Friday. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. All uh, right. So come check us out. Website, TikTok, YouTube, all that good stuff. And we will see you guys next Friday night. Have a great week, everybody. We will talk to you next Friday. I will not, Chris. I don't think I'm going to be here. I'm going to look at the calendar real quick. I think I'm in Chicago. Yes, I am in Chicago. in Chicago. I am in Chicago. I could maybe, I, I may do it. I may take the stuff with me and do it. So. That sounds like a good idea. I think you probably want that to you. So anyway, I'll, uh, I'm, I'll be in the Bourbon Barn in Chicago and Naperville next Friday night. So That sounds like a great place to do a podcast. All right. All right. I'll do it. See you next See week, everybody. Next week. See be safe.